All right, everybody, this is the uh, the Nobody Likes Casey McClain nightcap, the bonus episode for you Substack listeners. Thank you for everyone that, uh, that, that listens to this on Substack, and make sure to get your ass subscribed for uh, $5 a month or $50 a year to keep getting these bonus episodes every week. Uh, today I'm drinking Hum Kombucha, which is... It's uh, we got it from Costco, a six pack of mango passion fruit hum kombucha. I'm recording this during the day, daytime nightcap, baby. Uh, I actually did. I end up drinking last night. I was um, I have no. I don't think I did. I think I had uh, no. I did. If you count it, I have. A, I had a. Uh, I had one white claw. Right before I went to bed. Um. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been considering the effects of alcohol <laughs> recently, <laughs> as I guess I should always be. But I, um, yeah, you know, I'm like in this in this I'm in a period of time where I'm getting booked to headline shows more than I've ever been booked to headline shows, and I just in uh, January, dumped a bunch of material. I tried to, and then I keep getting booked on these, you know, 60-minute set shows. And I'm like, well, shit, if I'm going to do 60 minutes and do well, I'm going to do some of the shit that was good before. Um, So I'm not getting the output of writing that I want. I have a couple premises that I think are promising, and I probably need to just sit down with those instead of wallowing in my my embarrassment and sorrow that my uh my mind isn't just constantly generating new comedy premises but um <coughs> oh my god that's not covid i'm choking on my own spit right now uh i did have by the way i got my um i got my clubs my golf clubs fitted the other day i've never been fitted for golf clubs. I'm sure I said this on the last one, but it's a thing that I like. Yeah, I did for sure. I definitely said it on a podcast because it's just like a middle, like I can afford to do it now. I never, all right, shut up, dog. My dog is, uh, I, I, th- I hope that picked up, but my dog is yawning in the background at how boring this conversation about me getting fitted for clubs is. Um, Shout out to Joey at the uh, Seattle putts golf location unfortunately there was uh this COVID-19 virus still exists apparently and I uh there was I don't have my clubs back because their um putts had a had a little bit of a COVID outbreak in their warehouse and so they normally have like a delivery driver who delivers the clubs to other locations and I uh mine didn't get delivered because there was no delivery driver. And anyway, I'm going to meet up with, hopefully meet up with old Joey from Putts Golf in Seattle here uh, here in about, I don't know, 12 hours. What time is it right now? Nine hours. On the side of the road, we're going to make a make an exchange. I guess not an exchange because he's just giving me my clubs. But uh, shout out to those folks because I've had, I've had very good luck finding inexpensive but high quality golf clubs since I started 
I bought this set of, uh, and maybe I'll talk about it. I have some golf-related content coming up, folks. Um, I guess I'll say it here. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start this channel uh, soon, so keep an eye out for it. But um, I'm starting a uh, golf web series because, first off, I'm very much enjoying playing golf right now. It is in my nature to just absolutely dive. The moment I enjoy something for a second, I'm like, how could I make this my job? Um, also, it would be nice to be able to write off golf expenditures. That would be nice. That uh, So I'm making a, a web series that's going to be, hopefully, by the way, comedians who golf and I out on a golf course, uh, I, you should, if you're, uh, if you're a fan of this podcast, first off, go subscribe to it. When I tell you the name is going to be, I'm going to, I'll make the channel right now so that you can go do it. It's not going to have a URL. So the earlier you can subscribe to it, the better, but it's going to be called uh, road hacks. In fact, I'll link to it in the show notes of this because I don't know. YouTube is, uh, is complicated, but uh, yeah, if you know of a comedian who plays golf, who's a decent golfer and a funny comedian, please, uh, let me know. Cause I know a couple locally and I know of a couple like touring headliners who I think I could get. And then a couple touring headliners that I absolutely don't think I could get. And, uh, it'd be fun to, to get those folks out. I'm also going to do solo ones. It doesn't completely depend on having like big name headliners around, but, um, Anyway, it's going to be called Road Hacks, uh, hopefully with the the idea being that when I go on the road, I'll either be able to find a comic in that town to play with me or I'll go play a public course that, uh, or at least, what do they call them, semi-private course, a course that you could go play if you went to that city. You'll get to see a golf course that uh, you might not be able to. You'll see me enjoying or not enjoying a city in a golf course. And yeah, I'm like a fucking not good golfer. So you're going to see me not being a great golfer, which is fine. Uh, anyway, so why did I bring that? Up? Oh yeah, golf content. Uh, I bought these uh, single length irons, which is like a an innovation that's kind of inspired by or supported by, uh, made popular by, uh, collaborative research between a golfer named Bryson DeChambeau and Cobra King. Um, I was, I'm interested in the concept. I'm starting from Zeke. I haven't golfed in fucking, I hadn't golfed in 17 years. And so I, uh, I bought some of these clubs and normally the set that I got, they were when they came out, oh, sorry, when I bought them, they were three generations back. So the present generation uh, is like brand new for 2022. Uh, in fact, those might have just come out. So I actually think they were one generation back. Uh, the brand new set was in 2021. They were like $1,000. And that's what they are new. And then they get older and cheaper as time goes on. I found this dude, I actually had put it in order for him to get him shipped from Virginia at this play it against sports, like six irons for 400 bucks. It was still a pretty good deal. 
And I um, I was like, I don't know. Let me. You know what I should do? I should check Craigslist. Check Craigslist. A dude sold me ten irons for two hundred bucks. Same quality. Same uh. Same. Also some better clubs, by the way. In the mix, he's oh man, I got a good deal on it. I won't, I won't, uh, in case this dude finds out and is upset, uh, I got a good deal on it. <laughs> and then I took these clubs to, to, uh, Joey, my pal Joey at the uh, Seattle Putts location, and they, uh, damp, they were making adjustments and damaged one, and now I'm gonna get a brand new, newest model, uh, four iron to, to, used and it'll ultimately probably end up costing me money because I'm going to end up, uh, <laughs> I'm going to end up buying these more modern clubs. But, um, yeah, golf content coming some shit that, uh, that I, um, uh, I'm not good at golf. So don't, it's, it's supposed to be funny, a little bit of ASMR of like watching somebody play golf, which I've actually found to be very peaceful in the last couple months. And, uh, and uh, hopefully funny. That's I'm not good. I'm not good at golf. Hopefully, also, you'll get to see some golf courses that you wouldn't, that you probably never see. Some of these, by the way, are going to be like local shit municipal courses. So don't, don't expect me to, I'm not, uh, there's one course in Tacoma that I think will be a special event thing. Um, it's Chambers Bay, in uh, which they played the U.S. Open at. But it's expensive. It's, uh, it's, it'll be, it's going to be fun, but it's expensive and it's difficult and I suck and I'm not rich. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what the, we'll see how long I hold out on that. I've been considering, uh, playing there at some point soon actually, but, um, in fact, well, I guess I won't say it on here in case. For some reason, he listens, but maybe a special. I found out, by the way, that my uh, my wife's ex uh, boyfriend, the guy she dated before me, bought my father in law around at Chambers Bay. Um, and yeah, my wife was like not impressed by that. She's like, hey, "I don't get why that's so cool." And it's because around at Chambers Bay, I think the cheapest it is in the peaks or in the not peak season is like one hundred ten bucks. So anyway, um, that's the golf. I did watch, I did watch golf. God, I'm going to, I got to do some jokes about watching golf because I fucking, I never watched golf 35 years of my life. I went without watching and enjoying golf, except for like the early tiger years. I, I, uh, tuned in on because he's not my age. He was 10 years older than me, but he was young and he was like, obviously captivating, but I didn't like watch. I would like, you know, watch the end of a tournament or something like that or check in on the, on the leaderboard. I wasn't loyally watching golf. And now I watched the PGA championship yesterday or this weekend because, because uh, I love it. Apparently <laughs> uh, this dude, uh, I think his name is Mito Pereira was, he led, he came into Sunday with the lead and led the entire day. I think he never either. He might have been tied at some point, but I think he actually never relinquished the lead the entire day until hole 18. And he put, he fucked up on his drive, put it in the water. And then it's a very difficult hole. Uh, 
they do a lot of cool stats with golf now that I don't really know. Like in baseball, the stats are interesting because there's like player acquisition and player movement. So there's like winning, winning and losing trades and shit like that. I don't know what to, unless you're gambling, I guess gambling on, um, if you were gambling on golf, it might be cause there's like an element of luck. I think, uh, my friends that run American soccer analysis have this stat that's called expected goals. And basically the idea is if you're close to the goal and you put the ball somewhere within the frame and there's different weighted values depending on what part of the frame you put it in, that's going to become a goal this percentage of the time. And so that is an expected, that's like, let's say 0.35 expected goals. So it kind of measures a couple things. It measures uh, luck. It's At different points, it's measuring luck. And then at other points, it might be measuring things like, theoretically, like how good you are at actually knowing where to put the ball in the in the frame, right? Like if you spent your whole career showing bad luck, maybe you just suck at uh, putting the ball in frame. I feel like I'm going to have to scold my dog here in a second. She's looking... By the way, my... Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were, we had a uh, cat crisis, and our cat is back to not feeling incredible. It would appear. So um, go, you know, whatever you. Like, I'm not gonna ask you to pray for my cat. I'm not doing that. But, uh, you know, whatever. If you have any good thoughts in your mind, thoughts, not prayers, for old Tuffy. It's not, it doesn't seem that dire, but not not feeling great. Elderly cat. Uh. Anyway, this old Pereira fella, he fucks up. There's a there ends up being a playoff because two guys are tied. He played so badly on the final hole that he actually missed that playoff. And then a dude named Justin Thomas won, who is a like had won a major before. Pretty it was actually about as exciting. I've gotten to see two pretty exciting uh I guess three since I started. The dude, uh, Scotty Scheffler who went from like nothing to number one in the world in like six weeks or some shit like that. I saw another dude whose name I can't remember win his first ever major. And then this like epic collapse on the final, uh, the final hole for Mito Pereira. And then this playoff, which is exciting. Uh, Let's talk about the John Mulaney did a show it at, uh, in Colorado, I believe. Um, was I think it was at Red Rocks, uh, where Dave Chappelle was a surprise opener on the show and then did the material that you would expect Dave Chappelle to do based on his recent years. And the, the, there's been a lot of criticism of John Mulaney over this. There's been a lot of criticism, as you would expect, of Dave Chappelle over the material he was doing. And I think there's just a thing where it's like, why does... Why is it anyone's business who John Mulaney is friends with? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I mean, probably if you're listening to this podcast, you're on my side or close to my side, but it's like, uh, you bought a ticket to see John Mulaney. That does not entitle you to have him have the exact same views on how to deal with friends and friendship. Let's say he even disagrees with with uh, Dave Chappelle. 
that Dave Chappelle shouldn't be doing these jokes because, of course, if you're a fucking sane person at all, you realize that these, these are jokes. Like, Dave Chappelle doesn't hate trans people, even in a transcript of his jokes, which is the most annoying goddamn thing. In a transcript of Dave Chappelle's jokes, he said, I don't have a problem with trans people. Or he said, uh, I didn't have a problem with trans people, but now I do. Something like that. That was It was along those lines. And it's like, yeah, that's an obvious joke. If you think he's going up and making fucking statements, you're absolutely full of... It's complete bullshit. You're wrong. You shouldn't be going to comedy shows. These are not political rallies where you get to decide whether or not you... Like, you get to push this person's view. These are comedians. They should be counterculture. They should be going against the grain. Good. By the way, how fucking lucky are you if you're a comedy audience member and you get to see, you you expect to see John Mulaney and then you see one of the greatest comedians of all time, but because you don't actually like comedy, because you aren't willing to accept that jokes are jokes and not opinions, you fucking, the person said, they said first Dave Chappelle came out on stage and I felt uh, scared. There's no like, there, there's no valid reason unless you change the definition of danger, violence, and being scared to feel like your life is in any way in danger when Dave Chappelle steps on that stage. Now, obviously, if you rush the stage and try to tackle him, you might be putting your life in danger, but this is, we've reached this point where like, this is a catch all feeling unsafe is like a catch all. It's complete trash. It's a meaningless thing to say. And another, here's an example. We just are going to keep going down this road of discourse. And I want to play, uh, this clip from, uh, Roy Wood Jr. Who's also, by the way, one of the, oh, by the way, I tweeted something that I, I'm curious who these people are. I have an app that tells me when people unfollow me. It's not a healthy app to have, but it, it tells me who they are. And I tweeted something that I thought, oh, yes. I tweeted something that I thought might might uh, anger people. We'll get to that at the end. We'll get to that at the end. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. made a joke about their Walmart had a Juneteenth-themed ice cream. He made a joke about it. And then an article came out that said, uh, that Walmart pulls Juneteenth ice cream. Roy Wood Jr. called out on social media. And then Roy Wood tweeted this, and this is great. He said, uh, I have been part of movements, used my platform to give voice to movements, but this, or, but I assure you, I did not start this movement. All right. Now, uh, the face of the anti-Juneteenth ice cream movement, I didn't demand Walmart, but I was cracking jokes like everybody else. The fuck did I do? They made me the fucking thumbnail of the art. Like I woke up and formed a Jew. By the way, he's uh, he's the thumbnail of this article. That's what he said. It's him and Abraham Lincoln <laughs> as the Newsweek faces of Juneteenth. Teeth movement or some shit. I didn't. I just tweeted. I, I got that picture from Only Child. And yes, Only Child, I'm dragging you into this too because it's just not fair. 
I cracked one fucking tweet about some fucking slavery ice cream and now I'm the Nat Turner of fucking snacks. I wake up this morning to people sending me DMs talking about, I appreciate you starting the movement. Fight the good fight. Don't you send me no, don don no donations. I'm going to spend them. I'm going to spend them donations because that's the first thing they do when they find out you start a movement. Candace Owens show up to your house and ask you where the money at. I spent it. Anyway, eat cream delicious. All right, so that's, I mean, Roy Wood is one of our best comedians. He's so goddamn funny. Always, like, fresh and unexpected takes on stuff. Uh, truly, truly one of our greats, I think. We'll go down as one of the greats as long as his time writing for TV shows doesn't stop him from producing tons of comedy. Like, uh, I actually, um, I haven't listened to it yet, but Michael Che is on WTF this week. Michael Che, Pete Davidson, these guys who I think are, like, just absolute talents who are have put out like some fucking lackluster comedy specials because I mean because their their attention's divided and not partially divided like stand up is the smaller part of how they make their money and their fame. Um, so the thing that I tweeted that's getting people to unfollow me only two but it's always worth uh. is uh is uh. I always see this, this constant, like, it happened with Hillary, and it happened with Trump, and it happened with Hunter Biden, it's happening with Hunter Biden, it's happened with Jared Kushner, it happens with Ivanka Trump. This is the exact, um, the exact tweet says, Jared Kushner got $2 billion from Saudi Arabia, but tell me more about Hunter Biden's fucking laptop. And to me, the so like if the question is like which if you had to choose if it's like the fucking Hunger Games which I've never seen but let's assume it's like the gladiators and you have to one person must die and it's yeah then at that point you could start making the distinction between who and who who is and is not bad who is worse etc. There is no good here. Do you understand that? Like Hunter Biden was very likely uh, taking advantage of a corrupt political system. Was Jared Kushner also? Yes. Why are we like, why are we on such fucking teams? We draw this on such partisan lines that we're like, actually, what Hunter Biden did was noble. He's good. Uh, this guy that was doing crack and taking money from the Ukrainians, who suddenly the United States is sending $40 billion worth of aid to, a country that that has, uh, like, there's suspected corruption with the Biden regime. Uh, by some people, I don't know. I don't know anything, but now they are—they have received more uh, military aid from the United States than I think any other country in the history of the United States. I think that's true. It doesn't optically; it doesn't look great. Okay, when the president of the United States, whose son might be compromised by Ukraine, who himself people suspect is compromised by Ukraine, who has taken part in a very corrupt system that, by the way, yes, of course, Trump's kids did. Of course, Trump did. Trump did before he was in office. It's a fucking, uh, a good word, a smart word for what this is. Autocracy? Plutocracy? I don't know. One of those. It's an ocracy of some type where the rich people fucking, uh, let's see. What is a plutocracy? It sounds, that sounds right, actually. Plutocracy. Government by the wealthy. I did it. 
a plutocracy. It is a plutocracy that we live in. And Donald Trump was absolutely a beneficiary of that. And before he was in office, it's a corrupt system. Why are we rooting for one side? Why do we have a team in this? Our team should be the working class. Our team should be, uh, not to fucking make myself into a Marxist, but the idea of the proletariat is like, we should all be fucking united. The fact that this state, this country has divided us on, uh, we're like half of poor white people vote. Uh, no, sorry. Poor white people vote, uh, Republican and poor black people vote Democrat. The fact that we're that divided. And I'm, I mean, just the fact that the messaging is so different that these people who face a common economic plight get such a different message of how to get out of it, that they vote these two different parties so loyally, we're fucked. Uh, yeah, fuck Hunter Biden and uh, the other guy, Jared Kushner. Fuck them both. Fuck them all. Why, why, why are we like... The, 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 they're like, uh, people would do this with Hillary Clinton. They're like, oh, dude, tell me about her emails. And it's like, yeah, they're bad. Like, she is a fucking, you know, a fucking corrupt war criminal who's probably, if you believe any bit of the, uh, <laughs> if you believe any bit of the conspiracy theories, is responsible for the, not only potentially the murder of multiple people, but also covering up sexual assaults. These are not good people, and they're our fucking employees. It doesn't matter if they they wear the same color jersey as you do. It's fucking hold these people accountable because they should all be held accountable. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, this is on no alcohol. Imagine if I was drinking alcohol right now. What a mess. All right, thanks, everybody. Come see me do stand-up. Bye.